and he's very successful. I think he's probably the most popular podcast in the world. Like his ranking is very high, and this is not just in the category of mental health. You know,、um, I think it's just a- across the board. His、mm. his podcast is really successful. And- Welcome back to another. Episode of Books on My Mind Africa. We are so excited to be back and to be reviewing yet another juicy book.、Um, and we thank you for joining us.、Um, honestly, these moments、uh, are really important to us to connect,、um, you know, to share ideas and pick your brain a bit on certain things and test how some of these concepts settle with you. So thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you. We really appreciate all your. Support, you know, we can see the shares, we can see the follows,、um, and we're happy to have you here. Now, today <laughs> we are reviewing、uh, a really cool book、um, with my friend Bali. Bali, how are you doing? I'm very good, Maviva. Equally excited to be reviewing another juicy book.、Um, yeah, it's always fun to get together and do this for the benefit of our community and ourselves, of course. So yeah, man. Let's get into it. Cool. Okay. So <laughs> the book we're looking at today is one by Jay Shetty,、uh, and it's called Eight Rules of Love: How to Find It, Keep It, and Let It Go. And obviously, the biggest inspiration of this book is that we're coming from the month of love, so we just couldn't resist picking it up. Um, and yeah, I had a bit、uh, of hesitation around: is it gonna be cheesy? You know, all those good things. So I mean, let's find out. I'm not giving away anything. So like so far, I wanna get into the conversation, hear what Bali <laughs> thought of the book, and then we can get into those juicy bits. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. So maybe just to start off,、um, just to give you a bit of background on who Jay Shetty is. Um, so Jay Shetty was born in 1987, September 6th. He's a well-known podcaster, an author, a life coach, and an influencer. He has one book under his belt called、uh, "Think Like a Monk" that was published, and he is now sec-、uh, doing his second book, the one that we're going to be reviewing today, called "The Eight Rules of Love." That is actually currently making its waves. Globally, believe it or not, within a week of its publication, which was、uh, the thirty-first of Jan,、mm-hmm. it topped the New York Times bestseller list. So、wow. it's it's in the news right now. It's actually trending、uh, as a book. So,、um, mm. Yeah. So anyway,、um, Jay is also married. He's married to a, a lady called Radi. Radishetti, they do not have kids at this stage,、um, so they are a young couple. He is estimated to having more than fifty million followers across social media, so、wow. you can imagine the the length of his influence. And、um, you know, he has this platforms to share wisdom, especially from a time apparently that he spent at an ashram in India from twenty ten to twenty thirteen. So, with eight rules of loves, he draws on some of the same ancient Hindu teachings to offer an actionable guide to every stage of romance. So,、oh, wow. in a nutshell, that's who Jay is. 
Yeah, so I follow Jay's uh, podcast. Uh, I find it absolutely relaxing, you know, listening to his voice. But mm-hmm. he's got some really thought-provoking topics that he covers. Mm. Um, and he's very successful. I think he's probably the most popular podcast in the world. Like, his ranking is very high. And this is not just in the category of mental health, you know, um, I think it's just a- across the board. His mm. his podcast is really successful, and I was actually su- quite surprised. Like when he released this book, he actually had a tour. Like, have you ever heard before of a tour based on a book and based on a podcast? Imagine, imagine. imagine I think you have like, to be very, very popular to have the confidence to do that. <laughs> you know that you there's know, gonna be people coming out for a tour. Yeah, yeah. goes to show goes to show but things are changing my friend because i just found that really amazing because before we thought ah it's only musicians and djs you know who go on tours Mm, but mm, more and more mm. i mean we're seeing just different types of um events like coming from podcasters and authors Mm, yeah mm, you know it's just awesome uh so mm, that was really interesting and i think it speaks to the followership that you mentioned before exactly exactly sure Okay, so this is what Jay Shetty says about this book. He says that nobody sits us down and teaches us how to love. So we are often thrown into relationships without nothing but romance movies and pop culture to help us handle, you know, the whole situation until Mm. now. So this book is here to help us. So instead of presenting love as a concept or a collection of cliches, uh, Jay lays out specific actionable steps to help you develop the skills to practice and to nurture love better than ever before. So in the book, he shares insights on how to win or lose together, how to define love and why you don't break in a breakup. Because, I mean, breaks up, uh, breakups are very difficult to handle. <laughs> uh, you mentioned this already, that it's inspired by Vedic wisdom. Uh, and modern science. So he tackles the entire relationship cycle from first dates to moving in together to breaking up and to starting over. And he shows us how to avoid falling for false promises and unfulfilling partners. Mm. Yeah, I think on the part of false promises, he really does put in a lot of effort, you know, um, in this Mm. book on examples. You know, I just found that it's so well researched, so many references that are relevant for our age group as well. (laughs) Okay, so, I mean, let's start uh, just maybe looking at this book with more, like, um, closer lens, at a closer lens. Um, I picked up the book um, over the Valentine's season because it was the month of love. Mm -hmm. So um, mine, I read, like, it was a, a, an audio book, so I didn't get to, like, buy a physical book and read it. How about you? Yes, equally so, uh, because 2023 has proven to be quite more busier. Um, there's just a pickup in terms of pace of, uh, what's on my plate, and I think equally you, Maviva. So mm-hmm. it has proven that, um, we for us to continue doing this work that we are so is, is very close to our hearts and we are extremely passionate about we are pushed more and more to doing audio um yeah, yeah because of all the other things that we are you know busy with so because we want to keep on doing this so i also 
selected audio, you know, and I think this will probably be uh, the method of reading moving forward for some time. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a bit sad though because I, I do know. miss I do miss reading a physical yeah. book, and yeah. also the fact that it actually stops you and it forces you to sit down, right, yeah. and just yeah. consume the book uh, line by line, and then you go back and then you reread certain lines. I miss that, but yeah. I guess you're right. I mean, it's busy times, um, so I also listen to the book while I'm doing other things, which is not always great uh, because mm-hmm. I can be so invested in the story, then I just freeze <laughs> and I stop doing whatever I'm doing. So I'm not going to do it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I want to take notes. So, I mean, it's been crazy, but I think yeah. also the audiobooks are improving. I mean, that's a story for another day. Uh, sure. I think how these guys um, are telling the stories in the books are so different than mm-hmm. just reading out, you know, what's exactly. on a hardcover. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so with me being a serial reader, I do still read. Uh, I have a book that's by my bedside, but obviously that you read as and when you have time and when you can't sleep, you'll grab that book, you know. Mm, so mm. it's very interesting. I'm reading a book by um, T.D. Jakes called Crushing. Interesting book. Crushing. Interesting. Yeah. It's a really okay. interesting. It's religious, obviously, but... Um, mm. Um, yeah, it's it's got it's an amazing book on a spiritual side mm. of things, you know. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. I can't wait to talk to you about it and maybe learn a little bit more about it. Yeah, can't wait. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so back to eight rules of love. Um, structure wise, I really liked it. Um, okay, so all my worries of you know, is it cheesy or not? Um, the first thing I noticed is that structure-wise, it was really good, actually. So Jay um, has split this up into four parts. The mm-hmm. first one really focuses on yourself. You know, it's called solitude. That's the first mm-hmm. part. It looks at you as a person without anyone, like getting yourself ready, you know, uh, for a relationship. Then the second one is called compatibility um so part two now is all about um you know finding love or you know being in the like mingling let's just say mingling with other people (laughs) because now you've kind of done your internal work um you have a better idea of who you are and now you are mingling with other people part three is all about healing so of course there's ups and downs in a relationship whether it's friendship or you know it's a romantic one or even with your kids I mean there's always ups and downs and he talks about good ways of handling those things that you don't break as a person you know in a breakup Uh, and then the last one uh, is called connection so this is really about um, going beyond so whether you stay with the person or not, uh, but this is about love, you know, in a broader context um, and about connection. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I quite liked that flow uh, of story. And of course, I was so excited about the the first part, which is all about your internal works. Because for some reason, I just always find self-development, man, is is my favorite thing, period. Like, Mm -hmm. that's my favorite, favorite topic all the time. I just feel like every book I read, so I'm into real estate, every book I read in real estate, it will always talk about 
self-development first mm-hmm. what are your goals who are you you know what what are you aiming for mm-hmm. and then you look at a book in i don't know in another field and every and everywhere else but it's just the importance of self-mastery in everything mm-hmm. you know it's just so important 100 percent, 100 percent. it is very good you know um under the four parts is is the actual eight rules that he goes into but obviously as we do our review we're not going to go into everything but just to give you a rundown the first rule is about solitude the second rule is don't ignore karma the third one is define love before you think feel or say the fourth one is your partner is your guru Fifth one, purpose comes first. Number six, win or lose together. Seven, don't, what? You don't break in a breakup. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. And the eighth mm-hmm. one is connection, love again and again. Mm-hmm. So those are the eight rules that he's come up with. And I must say, you know, <laughs> uh, personally, I'm always nervous about books around love i just think whoever writes writes about love is very brave because it's such a intangible thing Mm -hmm. you know and there's so much um, nuances around it so i really Mm -hmm. applaud him for taking on this challenge i mean he's just born 1987 so he's very young first of all Mm -hmm. and he's only married for i think seven years um, but I think most of his wisdom really does come from his religious background, because what mm-hmm. you'll find in the book, there's a couple of meditations that he does, which for me was like, boom, as an avid, as an avid meditator, I really loved those, you know, very simple, straightforward meditations that he does in between. And he sounds like a person that's really, really devoted to his spiritual practice and yeah. it makes sense that he's able to talk um, and come up with such big ideas that are bigger than him, you know, as a person given his age and everything else. So, yeah, man, he's solid. He's solid. Yeah, I know Jay is part of our squad because um, <laughs> at the end of each section here, like you mentioned, there's a meditation. He actually leads you into a meditation. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And then he also prompts you to journal, you know? Mm -hmm. Awesome. I mean, (laughs) I feel like we should write a book. Yeah, I love it. I I love it. (laughs) He's a tribe. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He is. He's part of uh, this family right here. So I want to know then, I mean, out of these eight rules, um, are there any ones that kind of stood out for you or you gravitated towards them? Yeah. So, you know, even before, I, don't, I think it was in the intro, um, I will definitely go to those that touched me. In the intro, I found it so interesting where he spoke about the different types of love, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he says there's a psychologist by the name of Tim Lomas, I think. He's a lecturer in Human Flourishing Program. I'm always intrigued by some of these professors and they are <laughs> <laughs> they are what do you call them the the, the things they teach i don't know their the, mm. their topics or their what do they call them my friend 
because I mean, if you are if you are if you are a lecturer on human flourishing program, it's Imagine. like uh, <laughs> it sounds very soft. But I mean, the value of the stuff that they do. And he's mm-hmm. in Harvard, Harvard University. So mm. anyway, Tim Lomas analyzed fifty languages. And he was able to identify 14 unique kinds of love mm. right? so in the study. So the value from that. But then generally, Jay talks about the ancient Greeks um, coming up with seven types of, um, of loves, right? Or, or types of love. Yeah. Which gives you like a foundation for moving forward <laughs> from that. You know, I, I thought it was a nice foundation to say there's eros love, which is a sexual and passionate love, philia, friendship love, storage, familiar love, agape, universal love, ludus, casual, non-committal love, which mm-hmm. is very common these days. I was like, oh, there's a name to this. <laughs> ludus and uh, there's a pragma based on duty and interest and felucia, which is Felocia, I think, yeah, which is the self-love. It was interesting that there is something that is, um, you know, in Greek, in, in ancient Greek, that is recognized mm. as a need for self-love, you know. Mm. So that was really interesting. And also the Tamil language has 50 words that talk to various ways of love. So love, I think all I'm trying to express is that it's really um, this confirmed for me why I, I really admire anybody that writes a book on love because there's so many different ideas around it, you know? Yeah, and so, interpretations. And interpretations. Mm. <laughs> That's very mm. brave. But then I like the fact that he goes into the modern culture to say, you know, even if we are led by billboards and we use them by, we use that as a benchmark, you know, we have love songs <laughs> That have contributed to how we, um, you know, respond to love. Tina Turner says, love is a second-hand emotion, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Beyonce was crazy in love. And Leona Lewis keeps bleeding love, you know. Mm -hmm. I just thought, oh, that's a beautiful introduction, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so he does say this book will help you define love for yourself. And develop the skills to practice and enjoy it daily, you know. So I thought, well done, Jay. You know, he mm-hmm. really put a good foundation before even going into the rules um, to say there's so many. There are so many. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> wow, so that's really go, nice. Yeah, right. So to go into your question then, um, I think for me, the two... Um, rules that really caught my attention was the one that talks about your partner being your guru and the one on purpose comes first. I mean, I love reading the book. Yeah, coming out with something that is like you can walk away with, you know? And Mm. like you said in the beginning, I was also worried and I actually felt like that when I started. started the, The first parts of the book sound like I'm reading memes from social media (laughs) you know how I feel about that (laughs) like I just thought oh no Jay no don't go there 
<laughs> you know but um yeah as the as the book went in it started having uh meat and things that you can actually walk away with you know so yeah. on your partner is a guru i think as a principle more than anything my friend i i really liked how he put that chapter together right because it takes away the um, the entitled sense that i am picking up more and more i mean taking from the conversation that we had for valentine's day was it yeah to say there's a lot of uh misinterpretation under the self love principle of people becoming selfish right yeah and more yeah. self um yeah selfish and more entitled on what i deserve this and what not what not and then uh, must <laughs> and then must all those things you know? so uh, i just thought oh, thank you look yes you start there but it is towards you becoming a better person for your person or your people you know you have mm. to be okay and love yourself so that you know what you need obviously sadly there are perpetrators and predators and what not out there so it is important to know as a person what you stand for and what you will tolerate and what you won't but ultimately it's to be able to be a, per- a pe- the best version of yourself in service to let's say in the instance of this specific chapter to your partner you know so okay. so to be of service to each other i really like that idea and principle um it just takes away a lot of unnecessary um tension <laughs> you know mm. yeah um, i just find that um you know when couples are in a when couples are going through a difficult time so let's just say in a couple let's say one of the partners is going through a difficult time themselves like internally they're just having some difficult feelings uh you know it can or cannot be related to the next person but i just feel like um you know it's easy to find fault uh you know to your uh to to find fault with your partner or even um you know i don't know just treat them badly because you are going through something that you you don't even know what it is um yeah and you just yeah you just become ugh, i don't know how to put this my friend but what i found in this chapter uh around your partner being your guru was actually to stop looking at uh, looking at your partner as a source of your problems yeah um because in reality it's likely that they are not i mean i'm not mm-hmm. talking about exceptional cases here sure, but sure. because they are with you all the time and they you are on a journey together it's so easy to blame the next person and not mm-hmm. take ownership yourself um one thing i've learned um with these books i think in the past few months is that relationships are safe spaces for us to find ourselves mm. and to learn about ourselves so it's like even when you're going on a trip when you're traveling elsewhere of course you're going to see the world and everything but more so that journey usually is a reflection of who you are when as a person you learn something about yourself mm-hmm. when you are in that space you know what i mean yeah. um so that thing about your partner being your guru hey yeah it's really a very good concept it just felt mm. true you know it really it really sounded true to me uh, i must yeah. say 
100%. You know, funny, you're talking about people going through things. Um, as I read it, I was reminded of, I think it was a, a concept that we spoke about it on our first, very first book, A Way of Integrity, where I somehow I linked it to, remember we spoke about the hero's journey. Mm. So this part of your partner is a guru triggered that memory of a hero's journey. And really, I feel like I will be uh, sort of repeating what you said to say, while we go through life and, you know, the, the, this chapter will talk about the need for the importance of emotional intelligence, the importance of humility, supporting each other, uh, just and it also heightens the need for um, communication, you know, developing better communication skills. I think that for me came through, which is mm. very important, right? So the hero's journey came to say, look, it is documented that all people, regardless of gender, will go through a hero's journey where mm. you, you, you're just going through something. And I think at the time we spoke about a midlife crisis, <laughs> you know, and you just don't have access to all these things. So in a partnership, it's very important, first of all, awareness, you know, being aware of yourself to say, you know what, I'm going through something and it's not about my partner, but equally so your partner should be able to see that, you know what, my partner is going through something and just offer support, you know, mm. somehow support the difficulty that this person is going through. And I think this also touches on what we spoke about that we really admired, <clears throat> excuse me, with our own parents and grand, uh, grandparents, I think in your case, that we picked up that the biggest thing that stood out in their relationship was support, you know. Mm. So support yeah. is not only for business or achieving things. It's support when somebody is going through a difficult time, you know, Um but it's it's interesting. It's an interesting topic once again, because if you go one layer below, Jay touches on it in a later chapter about um, not be, not trying to fix somebody, <laughs> you know? Yes. So it's like oh, my very, gosh. It's yes. a very difficult balance to to, yeah, to try and figure out, to say, okay, when are you supporting and when are you trying to fix somebody that is just not fixable? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. What are your thoughts around that? I like that. that. Um, well, I like that. So I want to maybe to share my thoughts in this way. Aniti, this part of um, your partner being your guru is in the second part of this book where now you've done a bit of well, you've done a lot of uh, work on yourself and now, you know, you are ready to go out there and mingle. So, I and I think that's so necessary because can you imagine, um, like, getting into a relationship and your level of self-awareness is just so low. Um, so, Jay talks about some of the gifts and gaps that we bring into a relationship and he actually talks like, so in the previous um, section where he's looking at you preparing yourself for a relationship, um, you know, uh, he says that your first teachers, your first gurus in this world are your parents, your mother and father, 
right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And these parents of yours will give you some gifts into this world and some gaps in the, um, going into the world. And you need to be aware of them because this is what happens. And this is where, like, I really thought about um, some conversation you and I were having around parenting. And I was mm -hmm. just saying, as a standard, I feel like all children, as a standard, must have therapy at some point in their lives just mm -hmm. to <laughs> work through things. Because whether you are yeah. rich or poor, you have your parents or you don't. You've had mm. the best life or the worst life. I feel like at the end of that movie, everybody walks away, you know, feeling like they still have issues to resolve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just based yeah. on like what we've observed. But anyway, coming back to this, uh, when he was talking about these gifts and gaps, so let's just say that you've had a gift um, of, a, uh, of an attentive mother. She was very attentive she listened to you, you know, um, you felt that you can trust her and, you know, you had a really good relationship. She validated you. She gave her all, all her love, you know. And so this is a gift because not every child gets that in the world. Mm. So what it does is that it sets your expectations of relating at that high level. Mm. And then you go out in the world, you're expecting that level and maybe that level is rare mm. <laughs> and the people that you come across are not even touching you know are not oh. even coming close to that level that's and you're thinking so oh my true. gosh I will never find love oh, you know that's so true. <laughs> and I mean I'm thinking in my mind how can a, a good thing now work out bad for you because obviously <laughs> when your parents were loving you and everything they didn't want to create problems for you later in life mm, no, <laughs> but until friend. you realize that this was a gift you know it may or may not come across to your past uh yeah so That's you've sad. never had to be with your but i know right but can you imagine like you, yeah. you you are expecting a complete stranger from a different family to live up to this high standard that you have mm. it's hard it's hard. So what does that mean, my friend, then? Is that a case of not trying to fix somebody? Or is it a case of, you know, how do you navigate that? Because really, it's, um, it's very easy to, to fall back on. And hence, I am very, very careful to, um, yeah, not, not really use social media as a form of, personal development you know you really mm. need to go into a book or go into like proper proper study of these things because mm. given what you've just shared it's very easy to fall back on the whole thing of hey you're not here to fix anybody move on yeah, yeah no it's not about fixing anyone in fact this is uh, an internal reflection that you just have to have so you need mm. to understand what your gifts are and you need to understand where your gaps are so that sure. you can then know, why do I like strawberries in winter? I hear you. I hear no you. one must be now bringing you strawberries in winter just mm. because you like them. Now you're like, there's something wrong with you. Why don't you deliver this? No, so this is not about anybody else but yourself. I, I hear you now. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. So, like, get your own strawberries then. That's you. <laughs> you have there, to. That's you, you know. Uh, don't put this on anyone else. Just know that it's weird, but it's not impossible so yeah. find ways to satisfy yourself. Actually, Jay talks about loving yourself, mm -hmm. <laughs> writing yourself that letter to say, 
hi visa i love you i can see that you are working very hard like if you need love love yourself if you mm-hmm. want to spoil yourself like take yourself out shopping go shopping go go by yourself there's nothing wrong with that you know there's people who hold off going on holiday or even throwing themselves a party like if you've always wished to have a party and everything and you're waiting for people to do it for yourself you know just do it your just do it for mm-hmm. you my friend so mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing it's more like knowing what you, who you are what you like what yeah. you don't like and, and just doing sense. something about it don't be waiting for yeah. no one to yeah to True. fulfill your dreams because like you were saying that most of our references of romance come from movies and cheesy mm. billboards so Maybe. there's no light in shining yeah, in shining armor that's gonna read your mind and then sweep you off your feet and you know all of those mm. things <laughs> you know i'm reminded of i mean the last uh again in the in the in the month of Feb, obviously, we were talking about love in, in that uh, episode that we did for Valentine's Day. And we spoke about our love languages. Yeah? And mm. I felt affirmed, funny enough, when I read this book, uh, especially on on things around the self-love thing, because it is a principle. It's a love language. But given that we 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 always look at movies and whatever else, it can cause conflict if both partners are not aligned, <laughs> you know, to this thing. And I mean, I think I spoke about a, a love language of freedom, you know, just allowing each other to be who you want to be. But this takes me to the second uh, um, part of the book that uh, stood out for me, ne? where it, it was talking about purpose comes first. But specifically to this, obviously, it's a long chapter. The idea that stood out for me, he was talking about um, the four fundamentals, four fundamental pursuits that shape our life, right? Mm. And obviously, these are Hindu words. He spoke about Dharma, I think. (laughs) Hey, we're going to learn. Hey, you remind me of Dharma and Greg. (laughs) Dharma. I don't know. Is that a program? Yes, man. It was one of the funny sitcoms. In fact, Daman Greg used to play before Ellie McBill or something like that. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> no, I'll look it up. I, I don't know Daman Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dharma, which is purpose. And then there's Arthur. I, I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. But yeah. Arthur is about work and finance. And then the third one is karma, pleasure, connection, which includes love. And the fourth one, with the, which is Maksha, which is liberation from material world when you connect to spirit. So the reason I'm, um, I'm connecting it to this is because, you know, while we're saying do things for yourself, especially in a marriage or a, a long-term committed partnership, there are things that you need to consider, <laughs> right? To say, yes, I want to throw myself a, part- a party, but I've got kids and there's school and there's all these things that still need to happen <laughs> right yeah. so um you do that, i think that's where awareness comes in you know so listen relationships are hard work and and this is uh probably another um Zatuna, 
uh, example that shows you how much work goes into relationships because it's really not about just doing what you want and loving yourself whenever I want to do whatever do you, you do, do. <laughs> do you bo- it's not about that <laughs> it's not about that you do need to be considerate to everybody and and whatever circumstances present for you as an individual you know so point in case Jay and his wife don't have kids yet so there's a dimension or a dynamic that he he talks to without experience yet which you know you have to acknowledge for that but as soon as you have kids there's other things that you need to consider before you do you boo <laughs> you know uh but gay yeah, i think it's just the level of of awareness that is that is required and also um developing i think for me in a partnership developing better communication skills is key it's so important i think maybe that's one of the books that, that we need to that's an overused term i'm sorry <clears throat> you think because so? i think the levels that are involved in the words that you've just said no yeah. one really knows to be honest like it's like saying let's go to space and then yeah. you're like sure let's go to space what is step one I don't know what is step one. <laughs> I hear but, you. Yeah. yeah. Hear you. you know what I believe? This gives us an opportunity to identify a book. Because I'm sure somebody, there's a book out there <laughs> that talks to this, you know. Mm. Um, but beyond books, I have definitely, look, I'm, I'm personally on, a, on this journey of, Understanding what is this exactly? Because it does sound like an academic statement, you know, better communication. Let's go into it. Let's unpack it. What does this mean exactly? So I am on that journey under the umbrella of uh, personal development. Mm. Um, so definitely, we, it's something that we need to look at. Um, so I, and I can tell you, my friend, um, that yeah. for me, I'm a person who doesn't like conflict. Yeah. And... Um, you know, so I, I struggle a lot to talk about things that are going to disturb the peace. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so when you talk about communication and all that, that's what comes up for me to say, I wonder how many people out there are like me, you know, um, that, uh, that avoid conflict because we've been in situations before you know, we've been in explosive environments before. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's uncomfortable. And you just feel like, yo, if I were to say something here, mm-hmm. telling you it will be another explosion, I cannot handle it. So it's better for me. And so how that so so how that will translate then, you know, in my relationships now is that I would find it really hard. So it's it's a lot of effort for me to bring something up in general. Yeah. So I'm yeah. aware that it's a thing and I know sometimes I have to speak up uh, because then things don't get solved, you know, and I can't blame yeah. people around me for anything that I didn't speak up on. So it's something that I have to consciously do. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. And and hence my journey because, and in the same book, OJ talks about the importance of understanding each other. You know, I think specific to what you're talking about, his wife is the same. He was saying how he would want to talk about something immediately now, 
But in the meantime, he has learned that he needs to give his wife space to create, you know, that place, ideally not in the house, maybe outside somewhere. So I think there is a way. And I think all I'm saying, and I'm not claiming to be good or whatever, it's, it's just <laughs> something that I've identified <laughs> needs to be looked at, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, it's some, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, you know, and it can easily sound like you are changing the person that you are. Because that's the thought I had as I was coming you know, consuming all this information. But ultimately, I said, you know what, depending on what you want to achieve, it's necessary, you know, if you want to, you know. Mm. Um, but I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things that I, I feel everybody has a choice to do or not in mm. the, yeah, in the, in the hopes to just have better relations um, yeah, because Mina, I think I could have probably been easily somebody that does not think before they talk. Like those are very simple things. Like, yo, who has the time to think? When do you think? Because I just want to say what I want to say now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so but there's I a learned. lot of talking, but is it communication? So, exactly. so how do you view that trait? How do you view it? That's what I'm saying, Uguti, you know, I've had to sit back, Uguti, okay, what does this mean? Let me unpack this, because if you're telling me, think before you talk, I don't know what you're saying I must do in the moment when I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying, though? It's like, I agree, logically, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, well, so we all have different levels of things that we need to just unpack to say, okay, what does this actually mean? And hopefully create space in your relationship to and be patient with each other to develop some of these things that might come easier for other people than others, you yes. know? So your guru now appears right next nah, to you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? That's your guru, my friend. I, Mamela, I want to know more about this purpose comes first. Yes, uh, because so... yeah, I'm a bit interested about it. Uh, I remember when we were going through our counseling, uh, premarital counseling. You know, there was something about you know, as a partner, you must have common goals and common. Yeah. Is it something like that, or there's more to it? Listen, there's just more, and that's why I was like, "What?" Jay opening our eyes, and I'm loving it. Um, yeah, so there's those two, um, I mean, the four fundamental things that drive our pursuit, right? So uh, what was interesting out of this, <clears throat> he says that purpose is number one, right? Out of all the four things that I've mentioned, purpose is at the top. And it's intentionally um, done like that. Apparently, this comes from their book. Uh, what do they call it again? The Gita, not the Gita. Um, is it a religious book, a spiritual it's, book? It's a spiritual book that he, mm. he references a lot. But again, mm -hmm. he says it is laid down like that because purpose is that important. Okay. But to support um, his religious um, um, know-how or wisdom, he says there's actually professors that have done this research as well, you know, um, oh. on, I think there's some researchers that did this in California or North Carolina and Los Angeles. 
I called it the selfie experiment. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so he says they took people. I'm going to try and explain this as best as I can. They took two sure. groups of people, right? The one group is uh, purpose-driven and the other is not. Okay. So he says the, the ones that are not are known as the groups that are, oh, guys, bear with me, hedonia. They are, they they fall under the hedonia principle. Let's call it a principle, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then those that are purpose-driven co- fall under the eudaimonia principle, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Just for the purpose of understanding, I'll call them principles. So he says hedonia, people that are under the hedonia uh, group are satisfied by opulent things like fame, riches, personal gains, and pleasure, and often look outside of their body, right? Mm. And eudaimonia is obviously people that are, have a deep sense of purpose and are driven by meaning in life, okay? So uh, they did a selfie experiment where these proce- professors had these people fill out questionnaires, right? So the first questionnaire was exactly that, to, to find out what drives them to differentiate the two groups. And then after that, another questionnaire was given to them to um, on, on questions around self-esteem, okay? So after these two questionnaires, they were then um, asked to take selfies, right? They were told that there's a, a new social media platform that has been uh, established and their pictures will be uploaded on, the, on that, on that uh, platform. Okay. So what they found is that based on likes and yeah, based on likes, the group, the Udim, the the Hedonia group, the guys that are influenced by external stuff, where their self-esteem was affected <laughs> by likes and or not, or, mm-hmm. or yeah likes or not on their pictures so their self-esteem spiked or dropped because of based the on likes. yeah okay that Interesting. for me was like what there's this is gold for the times that we are in <laughs> yeah and the people that were eudaimonia that were driven by purpose and meaning in life could not care less about the likes or the dislikes and their self-esteem was left intact you know oh my God. so Yo, my friend, I thought, I want my kids to remember this. <laughs> this I am putting on the podcast because our kids, especially in the times that we are in, really, uh, sadly, they are driven by external things. That's just how social media is configured, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's the sooner you identify your why. We might not call it purpose or whatever, but if you know your why behind anything that you do, um, you will stand the test of time. I think the long and short. The yeah. long and short. So oh, I wanted okay. to share that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no, that's 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 pretty good. And you can imagine how mm-hmm. that plays out, you know, in any relationship, you know. So <gasps> I may just say something not nice. Like I sure. meet you and then it's like I'm an what kind of dress is this? So yeah. I'm really like hoping it's not gonna hurt you. It's just a, a comment in passing and then turns out it's the thing <laughs> that broke up our relationship. 
<laughs> oh my gosh yeah. yeah on relationships i think yeah, yeah i was thinking my kids my kids when i read this but i hear you <laughs> gosh so um there's an interesting part where he was talking about the different types of toxic attractions because mm-hmm. i remember earlier you were talking about the project you know um people mm. who fall for people where they think they can change them so he talked about five different types of toxic attractions so i'll talk about the first one which is the project um where you see someone and then you kind of like you've got to check this probably and you're saying okay so they check three of the five things on my list but i think that i will pursue them and in a relationship then i will try to change them on those two things that they are not Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that is terrible so that's like uh, some people are actually uh, excited about those things and this could be wiring you know that's that's coming from I don't know past experiences or their background mm-hmm. and then there's others who are attracted to rebels so let's say um, an example where uh, there's maybe uh, a kid in school who always doesn't wear their uniform like other kids always has something mm-hmm. not right or always breaking the rules or always mm-hmm. um, talking back to teachers and everything so they obviously stand out and they are different mm-hmm. um, yeah. and because they are different and they are rebel there's people who are really attracted to that um, because it's exciting you know it looks like a venture so do you remember the uh, the guy from is it the twilight series he looked yes. different. He didn't like mm-hmm. things that other people like. He dressed sure. like, yeah. So there's people who just like going for rebels. And it's because they are chasing the adrenaline rush of it. But the thing is that you also have to look on the other side of this pursuit to say, you, you know, are you willing to take on something like that? And it's disadvantages you know because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're a rebel you're likely going to be staying in the shadows and just also being exposed to so many other things that are not the best mm-hmm. and then there's the chaser so this is um and i've heard about this before like there's there's girls who like um uh what do you call it guys who are players right Guys okay. who are not emotionally available, like you always have to chase them. Like, mm. do you like me? Or what can I do for you to like me? And mm. maybe the guy is just uninfo, is not interested. Or they're playing this game, you know, would I'm a player? So don't call me, I'll call you. There's people who just like that. Mm. <laughs> or rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was funny. And then, the, <clears throat> yeah, so then the last one, um, was the opulent one so people who are attracted by these six opulences either money or fame mm-hmm. or knowledge or beauty or strength or renunciation so these mm-hmm. are qualities that you know may be attractive to you someone who's knowledgeable about a topic that you love or fame like like i mean you can tell right what yeah, yeah these can so these are kind of toxic attractions and not to say that they don't happen um you know this love at first sight business usually um works around these things so Mm -hmm. it's good to be self-aware so that you kind of 
know <laughs> what you're getting yeah. yourself into and how you're getting there because this could be one of the um, things that are pulling you in and you're not even aware of it. And yeah. like you were saying that some of them could have been coming from, maybe you, you had a parent that was not attentive. So you just love chasing like all the time because you mm-hmm. were never given attention at home. You've always mm-hmm. chased after your parents' attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe your mom oh. always told you, you must marry a rich man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, go rough. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. So I think what's coming up uh, for me as you share that is that, um, you know, most of these things in the in the mainstream, um, that it's things that catch your eye to the person, right? Mm. But Ganinzi, when you get to the relating part, obviously that falls away. Yes. And the real stuff come up. The real <laughs> exactly yes. has, to, has to start happening. <laughs> yes. You know? So yes. if you leave it at that level, you'll definitely have a problem because mm, you can't keep a, a relation a long term relationship based on no. those things. You can't, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just have to be willing to do the work. Do the work. <laughs> yeah. Do the work. So yeah. I wanted to share, my friend, um, you know, many in social media, our relationship now, we I think to a certain level, there's things that I just, uh, that I've just been rejecting and deflecting. I was like, hey, I don't understand why this, only because it's like all over, you know. Mm-hmm. But OJ has actually made me consider that, you know what, maybe some of these things are evolution. They are evolutionary, you know, like the dating scene. I think on our Valentine's Day podcast, we were talking about how, um, you know, this thing of what do you bring to the table and whatnot. <laughs> so as I listened, I was like, yo, Mbali, girl, eh, this shows that oh, yeah, cool, this is the times that we are in, <laughs> you know, this is how the dating scene works and you have no insight into this you know so just accept good when you date these days you have to sit down and have all these questions <laughs> you do this and <laughs> you know? i was just like no man guys like what's happening but yeah i i'm at a place where i'm accepting Obutaike in 2022 2023 the dating scene this is how yeah. things are happening you know, yeah, that's just no, it. Things are um, very different. Yeah, and what you bring to the table, you must know when you bring it to your table. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just self-love. It's like, what do you bring to this table also? But I bring the table. So it's like, yo, oh my gosh. interesting mm. times. <laughs> interesting times. So yeah, hey, evolution. You must allow yourself to move. Mm. Also, yeah. So all in all, um, this was another great book. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you can take away. Uh, Jay has an amazing way of putting together a lot of ideas that you find on different places, different ideas, whether it's a book, uh, social media stuff, other podcasts. Uh, research and he's really put everything into this one amazing book that you can use as a reference again uh, it's something that you can use 
to um, help you navigate your own relationship. Mm. So with that said, we have come to the end of this episode and we look forward to you joining us on the next one as well. Thank you again, Mabiba. Thank Thank you. you. It is so good. I'm going to go back and revisit all the chapters that you you really liked. Uh, But I I would highly recommend this one, guys. I think this is one for the ages. So I'll say to my kids one day, yeah, you know, I was there when this book was launched. I actually read it a month after. Because I do think it's going to stick around uh, with us for a very long time. A beautiful gift that Jay has, like... um, given to the world and Mm. it's really worth your time absolutely all righty cheers maviva cheers till next time bye (laughs) bye thank you for listening come back soon for our next episode